0: Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander
1: and I'm Elena Getzenberg,
0: and you're listening to Panthers Tracks. Hey Elena, mm-hmm. so we're we're back for another episode of Panthers Tracks. It's been a, a slow week as we wait for free agency, which is kind um, of this month and uh, the draft which is next month. but it's a lot to talk about. Oh, we, we put out some questions. Uh, for the fans on Twitter, and we're going to answer them here. We're going to try to do our best to answer them here on this podcast. Um, but first of all, you know, I didn't let you speak. So how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. It's the sun is shining. Um, it could be worse. How are you doing?
0: I am good. Uh, I'm liking the weather. I, I'm not much of a cold person. So I like that it's heating up. And uh,
1: March, everyone.
0: <laughs> March. March, is, uh, March is, is a great month until the allergies start kicking in. So. <laughs> but anyway, we ask fans for their questions. We'll go with Greg, and his uh, username is Panther1GB89. And he asks, as a Panthers fan from day one, I've learned to not really get my hopes up during free agency. So do you expect them to be active right off, or will it be more of the same with them being quiet and waiting till week two or so? To start signings. Uh, do you want to start? Your perspective has stayed the same on this. Mine has definitely changed uh, in recent weeks.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this isn't going to be the answer you want to hear. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I expect them to not be so flashy in free agency. In fact, I think it'll be less than even last year when we saw them sign guys like Robbie Anderson. I um, I mean, to your whitehead, which didn't work out well, <laughs> Stephen Weatherly, add him to that list, but um, I expect them to be less active. I mean, I think they're going to sign a couple guys, but I think, I mean, if I was a GM, if, if I was Scott Fitter or Matt Roy right now, I would want to be patient um, with with this year's free agency, especially just because, I mean, we're going to see a whole scale of guys available. Like we're going to see guys veteran players getting released in the next couple of weeks as the final cap number comes out. So I think flexibility um, is key in free agency and, you know, there's going to be big names and I mean, the quarterback conversation will be interesting, but there's not like free agents out there that I think the Panthers are very interested in at quarterback. So I would say um, not super flashy. I expect them to sign some free agents, but nothing crazy is my kind of thoughts. Do you, how do you feel about it?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a, a, a slow kind of free agency. They might fill in some pieces mm-hmm. where they need it. I don't think I'll, I won't see any big flashy free agent signings at all. Um, I expect the Panthers to build this thing through the draft, just through yeah. talking through multiple people. Um, you know i think they really see a future in their defense um at young defense and and they really liked how how they performed at times you know of course they needed a little bit more experience but you know i think they like that formula and they're really trying to build something so they can win championships uh for years to come i think you might see them add a little bit of experience on defense but not any big flashy players right and i think you might see them really draft um heavy on offense um this upcoming off season. so it probably be a little more slower than you're liking, Greg. Um, yeah, you know, you, you got to realize that, you know, the Panthers are in this for the long haul, and, and making too many flashy free agent signings could hamper their ability to do that in the future. Yeah. Plus, you know, if you look, there aren't really any huge names. I mean, Dak Prescott is there, but, you know, I think the Cowboys going to figure out a way to get him, up, um, you know, up and, and sign him. But other than that, just like Elena said, there aren't really many – people that the fans are probably interested in
1: but right. I think you argue like this Taylor Moten the tag or if they're able to get a long-term deal done that might be um the biggest That uh, you know because he's you know one of the more prominent offensive linemen free agents this offseason what you know getting him to stay in the building would might be the biggest move they end up making.
0: yeah and I do think they should be able to do that whether they tag him and, and get him to a long-term deal I think that's paramount um you know we, we've talked a lot about how four of their five offensive linemen are free agency. So they got to shore up at least one sure young guy that they know who's consistent and is going to be good. Uh, next question uh, from our very own Charlotte Hornets beat writer, Rick He Yes. <laughs> he, uh, he asked how might all the bloodletting with the salary cap declining either limit or benefit the Panthers? I think it might help and hurt the Panthers, but I'll have to kind of break it down when I say this. Um, it'll benefit the Panthers in a way that they won't have to, they won't be reaching, making any unnecessary reaches in free agency that they don't need. Yeah. Because with the lower salary cap, you know, teams might be a little more hesitant on signing guys to longer deals mm-hmm. um, and to more lucrative deals. They might be more patient this year yeah. and, May go out next year and do something. So you know it might protect them from them from themselves. Um, but I, I think because of the lower salary cap, you might see teams not really um, spending so much on guys um, and signing more guys to shorter contracts.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I think I think one part of that too is that we might see guys available that the Panthers might be interested in that in a normal year. A maybe wouldn't have come available, or B might have been able to get a bigger contract that like now won't be offered to them. So it'll be interesting to see, like, because you mentioned, I think you know, getting a couple veteran guys on defense, I think would make you know, I would, I think that's a great idea, and I think we might see a couple guys um, who could fit that become available for cheaper prices because mm-hmm. of this. Um, I think like the guys who are going to get big deals. Are still going to get big deals, like yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're going to get paid. But if we're talking about like the lower end of the scale guys, whose teams end up cutting, or you right. know, whatever works out. there, I think them becoming available could benefit the Panthers. Um, but then I also think you know, a team like the Panthers is in a better situation too than someone like the Saints, or you know, yeah. their bad cap situation is a whole thing. But yeah. you know, they're in a position where they can kind of do what they want to do and. So I don't think they're like we've talked about with the last question. I don't think they're going to be the biggest free agency spenders, mm-hmm. um, but it might give them the opportunity to get a couple guys on short-term deals like they did last year.
0: Yeah, I know this. Um, the because of the pandemic and the salary cap being lower, the NFLPA were were pretty nervous about um, you know that, and it's why they negotiated that minimum of one hundred and eighty million because. Yeah. You know, I guess they ran the the ran the risk that if the salary cap was much lower, you'd have a lot of guys, those mid tier guys, being cut, um, so teams could save a lot of money. Um, So, you know, I think you will see that more than normal, but it won't be as bad as as they you know feared because they got that salary cap minimum. So there will be some players available for the Panthers that they could sign on shorter deals, um, for lower contracts, and uh, could be temporary replacements, just like Elena said. Our next question is from Vorbis. Interesting name, at Vorbis. Honestly, any informed speculating you can do on the extent the scouting department process will be shaped this upcoming summer would be very interesting to read. But I know those answers are so hard to get right now with the new GM and upcoming free agency.
1: Well, I mean, I think what we're seeing is, you know, the Panthers did make a few personnel moves, um, moved on from a couple guys Early on in the year, um, like I think it was in January. Um, but I think, I mean, we're going to see the department shaped under Scott Fitter, but I also don't think it's something that necessarily, like, there's a big group of scouts being let go or anything like that. It seems like a lot of those guys are being retained. Um, but I don't think, I mean, one thing to keep in mind with all this is Matt Rule isn't just, um, <laughs> you know, just a head coach. You know, he also – is interested in the personnel side of things, has say there. So I think some of what he had put in place last year is still going to be in place going forward. And definitely, I mean, Scott is going to put his way of doing things. I mean, that's what happens whenever a new person in charge comes in. But it seems like, you know, there's going to be probably some new faces and all of that. But um, because it's, you know, Marty Herney's not there anymore. But I don't think it's going to be like, immediately like oh my god you know um it seems like they're working on it and there have been some people let go but i don't you know a lot of the scouts and that sort of thing at least for now um are still in the building
0: yeah you know change is is ultimately inevitable when you get a new gm they're gonna try to bring in people that they know and trust um but just like you said matt rules definitely you know he plays a big role in, in what the Panthers do so I'm sure he'll have a say and I'm sure that they'll have that discussion most likely after the draft Um, so we'll see Um, you know that right now remains to be seen Um,
1: I know there are a couple guys in the building who like were under contract um, through this year so you know sometimes like it's a gradual thing it's not like all at once you know we might see those changes next year you know it's not going to be like you know this is Matt Rule and Scott Fetter both signed really long-term deals. So it's not necessarily going to be something that all takes place overnight. Uh,
0: Another question from my guy, Brighton McConnell. He followed me back at my UNC days, uh, and he asked a great question that I really want to know that I don't know the answer to, but it needs an answer. Is this finally the year or decade for some black helmets? Ooh. Uh, and and i'm gonna say like i've been a huge advocate for many years that the panthers need black helmets to go with their black jerseys
1: okay okay
0: all black on black that would be so man the the more people might become panthers fans there you
1: go they can only have so many i don't know the rule off the top of my head because i'm not like a uniform aficionado, but there's like a certain number of helmets they can have in a year, but I don't know the number. I mean, I think they could do it. Um I think it'd be a great look. I
0: think it'd oh, be awesome. Oh but. my good. Especially <laughs> on a, and they could wear it on, you know, night game, whenever they have night games, Monday night football, Sunday night, and it's at Bank of America stadium mm-hmm. and they light up the building and they wear black helmets, black pants, and black jerseys. That would be so fire. I don't know why David Tapper's supposed to bring the new. I don't know why he hasn't done it yet. Um, but he
1: have a couple but, other things to take care.
0: Of. He, he does have a couple other things to take care of. That's, that's very like, true.
1: It would be fun though because I think their uniforms, like looking back in pictures, have kind of you know. There's been a couple changes over yeah. the years, of course, but it would be cool. I think we're seeing a lot of teams like update their uniforms lately. So yeah. I I wouldn't. It would be really cool. I'm in favor of.
0: Well. Jerseys is everything. You see what the Hornets are doing; they're killing it. You know, with the different jerseys that. and court designs.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you not, now you got people like on the Hornets bandwagon, mostly because of Lamelo Ball, but still. Panthers
1: need to draft them, and they'll also have that infusion of excitement. So
0: exactly, exactly. So, you know, Brian, I just want to say I hope so. Don't know the answer, but I hope so.
1: Into that, see if there's
0: and looks like our final question and uh, Mr. Indiana Universe who I I met once I remember when I met him I met him at a UNC Indiana game or was it a Duke Indiana game yeah I was covering Duke at the time Duke was playing Indiana Mm -hmm. and I met him uh, and then he followed me on Twitter so I don't he's probably trolling or he's definitely trolling when he asked this question but he says who would win in a fight a Panther or a Silverback Gorilla Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Good
0: question. I, I don't know the answer to that either.
1: I, <laughs> I don't really, I'm, I'm really thinking about this. I'm going to go with the panther because it's fast. I feel like I mean, the gorilla can move pretty quickly. I'm changing my boat. I'm going with the gorilla.
0: Yeah, think about it. If the gorilla bites, I mean, if the panther bites the gorilla, the gorilla just takes the panther yeah. and just throws him. I mean, gorillas are super strong.
1: I'm team gorilla. Maybe the Panthers should change.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe change mask Yeah, I I think I'm taking the silverback gorilla too. Yeah, for sure. I like
1: that question though. Really, it made me think so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a good fight.
1: Yeah.
0: For our second segment, I just wanted to briefly bring up this uh, story that I I wrote recently, uh, ESPN's Mel Kuiper. I uh, released his mock latest mock draft um, mm-hmm. and it included Mac Jones at number eight for the Panthers mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people a lot of Panthers fans were were seem to be pretty upset um about Mac Jones possibly the Panthers possibly slug them that, I, you know first of all, we want to say that that's not saying that the Panthers are going to do that. he just thinks that that's a great possibility. What do you think about him putting Mac Jones there at number eight for the Panthers?
1: I think it's a little high. I I mean, I think we're seeing that. Like, I don't think it was wrong for him to say that. In my Mm -hmm. opinion, if I was the Panthers, um, and I think those top couple, you decide you're not trading up for those, we'll play out the scenario. You decide you're not trading up for Zach Wilson for, Mm -hmm. um, you see some of those early guys go, Justin Fields. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, who I think I would take over Mac Jones, um, but still watching take. so we'll see on my final <laughs> decision. But I think you can move. I would try to move if I wanted someone like Mac Jones, um, because to me, if you're doing that, if you you're, you're going to draft Trey Lance, one of those guys, I'm keeping Teddy Bridgewater um, because mm-hmm. I think I would want Teddy. I don't know Teddy's relationship with the team, right but <laughs> I yeah. think you want Teddy to mentor a mentor that guy. That's huge. And also like, then I think an ideal scenario for the Panthers would be, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is under contract for two more years. It's easy to get out of it before the third year. And then you have someone like Mac Jones waiting to go behind him. Like, I think that's like, and he's had a whole season to learn what it means to be an NFL quarterback and continue to develop. Um, I think that's something that, make sense with a quarterback like Mac Jones, and I would be, I think, would be smart for the Panthers to do. Like I'm on board with that. I just don't know. It depends how the board's looking, I guess. But you, mm-hmm. I don't love love him right now. If you're sticking at eight, I. But it depends who's left and how it kind of goes. But so,
0: so you'd be in fact, if you want to take him, you'd be in favor of trading back to possibly get him. Yeah, I. Really? I, I
1: that, but I, if the quarterback's like going off the board, you might not be able to do
0: that. Yeah, and, and I think that's why I think it's totally possible that the Panthers may may end up, I mean, could, I don't think that this is going to happen, but I th- I think it's totally possible that the Panthers could end up drafting Mac Jones at number eight for that particular reason, the point that you just said. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of teams are quarterback hungry. I think There are enough teams who think highly of Mac Jones and the rest of the quarterbacks that there will be some teams that will trade into the top 10. Um, I think it's, I I mean, we know that the Jaguars are going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that if the Jets don't get um, Deshaun Watson, um, because they're talking about trading Sam Darnold, that they could draft a quarterback. Sure. Um, And if they trade with, with Houston, Houston takes a quarterback. Yeah. That's two quarterbacks off the I was board.
1: That's Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And then so potentially two quarterbacks off the board in the first two yeah. picks. Uh, Miami, they're not going to draft a quarterback. Two of the first three picks, quarterbacks. Fourth yeah. pick. Uh, my, um, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I've seen some reports that the Atlanta Falcons could draft a quarterback. Um, so they're also potential trade partners with the Panthers. But I've I've seen um, so let's say that's three. Zach, Zach Wilson goes there. Justin Fields goes two. Uh, Trevor Lawrence goes one. That's three. Now you only have Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Um, five is Bengals. They're going to draft probably an offensive tackle. Six is the Eagles. What do they do? Do they trade with somebody and trade back and to somebody who really wants a quarterback? Uh, what do the Lions do? Do they do the same or do they draft a quarterback? I don't think they'll draft a quarterback because of Jared Goff, but but what what do they do? That, those are two opportunities that let's say somebody takes Trey Lance or wants to get Mac Jones or let's just say Trey Lance, the Panthers might have to um, you know, draft Mac Jones if they really want him, might have to draft him at number eight because there are teams like Washington um at 19, New England at 15 that want a quarterback, Chicago at 20 that who might want a quarterback. So that's why I think it's totally possible that the Panthers could end up drafting Mac Jones. But like you said, I don't think they should. Uh, (laughs) If they could trade back and get further pieces and take the chance of drafting Mac Jones, then I think that's a better move to make. I'm not particularly sold on the fact that the Panthers have to draft a quarterback. I'm more in love with trying to get an offensive lineman and a quarterback if he's the right one. Uh, if they do a quarterback, then I think they should trade up for Justin Fields, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the interesting thing is going to be, too, like how the rest of this free agency goes, right? You just listed a ton of teams who are going to be in the market, and there's more that, like, are, gonna, are interested in a quarterback this off season. Um The Patriots are another one that comes to mind, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bunch of teams that, like, have to do something at quarterback. Like, they don't – the Bears, nah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. there's a of teams where that need to address the quarterback situation. I mean the Saints, you know, whatever they're doing, if yeah. if Janus is coming back or whatever. But I think the what I'm kind of very excited to see how free agency goes is there's not a lot of flashy quarterbacks. So like are we gonna see more trades? Like are, how much quarterback movement will we actually see? And that's gonna impact the draft so much, um, just because how these teams fill their needs, if you know, we're kind of going to start to see who might be moving in that direction towards the draft if they don't address it in free agency. So I think it's too much to inve- be too upset about Mac Jones at eight mm-hmm. or wherever, but yeah, I definitely think it should absolutely be on the table. I mean, I think everything should be on the table if you're looking for your franchise quarterbacks. So. Yeah,
0: for sure. There are a lot of people who have, um, you know, really – good things to say about Mac, Like Mel Kuyper was was one who said that he didn't think Mac Jones at eight would be a reach. I I mean, I've talked to two others who felt that way and another guy that felt it would be a reach and another guy who said that he didn't think it would be a reach. So I think there are a lot of mixed opinions on it. I think they liked the fact, they liked how well he played at Alabama in that year and winning the national championship. One draft expert told me that you now Alabama folk so felt like he was better than Tua um before yeah. his injury. And you know, that's how good of a year. You know, the knock against Mac Jones is is the lack of mobility. And I, I think for that reason is is why I would, you know, hold off pass on drive to him at eight. And the Panthers don't have a good offensive line situation. And <laughs> Mac Jones without being able to move in the pocket would sound like it'd be terrible. Um yeah. but uh you know I, I don't I, I think I think Matt Jones will be a good quarterback at some point in the right bit if he finds the right team. Um so I don't I don't know that it'll be all that bad and the people are saying they're going to stop their allegiance to the Panthers if they draft him. Um mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't know if we should go that far.
1: Yeah. I mean I think one last thing to put like kind of a pin on this is that for any young quarterback that they take I'm going to be concerned about the offensive line. Mhm if they do take one. Um, So I think keeping that in mind as well, I think that's a great point about Mac Jones' lack of mobility because, I mean, to be kind to Teddy, you know, he had some moments when he he ran the ball well, and I was, like, surprised. But he's not a quarterback that's necessarily known for being the most mobile, right? That's not his – that's never been his true style is to be, like, running everywhere. I thought he did a really good job with a couple of plays he had to kind of – Make up on his own this year, um, but we saw kind of what that looked like with yeah. a not so mobile quarterback in this Joe Brady offense behind an offensive line that struggled at times, especially around those guard spots. But <laughs> I think um, so. I think that's something to keep in mind is that we've seen what this offense is like with a less than mobile quarterback. But that's important that the offensive line is a key part of that when you're thinking about you know, what the, who the Panthers should draft and kind of what's on the table that that offensive line, we saw what that looks like. You can see it around the NFL and how important that is for any quarterback, especially one that's less mobile. Yeah, I agree. I
0: agree. We'll
1: see. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks you guys for listening as always. Thanks for your questions. Send
1: me more whenever, you know, just. Tweet us, slide into DMs, email us. We're always looking for questions or feedback or anything
0: like that. Absolutely, I I love it. So we'd love to continue doing that. Uh, check back with us. I check got- back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check back with us next week uh, for another episode. If you also have any other further suggestions or what you might like to hear, just let us know. So that's our show. If you like this podcast and want to see more projects like this, please subscribe to the Charlotte Observer Sportscast. We get unlimited digital access to our sports section with our current deal for $0.99 cents for each of the first three months of your subscription.
1: That includes coverage of the Panthers, the Hornets, NASCAR, UNC Charlotte, High School Sports, UNC Chapel Hill, Duke, NC State, and more. You can find the Sports Pass at charlotteobserver.com slash
0: sportspass.